Now tuned into the greatest. The NBA is full of surprises, and the first month of games have been no different. We call on basketballnews.com and Dishes and Dime podcast host Kelsey O'Brien to help us through the smoke and mirrors. This is Below the Hardwood. Favorite Raptor, not named Vince Carter, Kawhi Leonard, or Kyle Lowry. Your okay. favorite Raptor, not named Vince Carter, Kawhi Leonard, or Kyle Lowry. I, I, think, I think Dexter knows mine from many 2K bouts. But every time I started the season in NBA 2K, you got to put Pops Mensa Bonsu on the roster. You got to do it, right? You got to give that guy some love. Snap, crackle, Pops Mensa Bonsu. <laughs> <laughs> the team, the team gelled so well with that guy. Uh, I don't know. I just have this weird kind of affinity for him. Or, uh, you know, he's just a, a great rapper, great name. Good energy. Okay. Get off the bench. Fun okay. time. All right. All right. Kelsey, your favorite Raptor of Ball the three. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of course. Oh, wait. What, what, what was that? Paul Watson Jr. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I can see it. I can see it. You heard it here first. Yeah. All right. Paul Watson, oh. when given the chance, will be one of the greatest Raptors in history. Ooh, oh. put that on wax right All there. Right. Right. That's, that's, that's an exclusive. That's that statement. That's a shot. That statement. That's somehow. an exclusive. Um, Dex, your favorite Raptor, not of the three I previously mentioned. I gotta be a homer. Lynn Sanity, baby. <laughs> that's what we doing. Oh, it, you know what? Nobby might uh, push him out, but. <laughs> You gotta go insanity, man. I gotta be a homer. All right, I'll, I'll I'll chime in here real quick. Is it easy? Is it easy bake to say Mo Pete? Is it? Mo Pete was great. Yeah. Long tenure. That's good. fun. Yeah. Like yeah. it's just it's Mo Pete, right? Like like come on. You got some circus so, shots in there. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Michael Ruffin. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I, I I gotta throw in a random one. I just uh, TJ Ford. I think I love TJ Ford. Those long shorts. Yeah. That was my soul right there. <laughs> 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 the shorts hit his ankles. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. That's how you know you're ready for a ball in the 2000s right there. Damn near Capri's. <laughs> and on that note, welcome back to Below the Hardwood. I am your host, Ryan Antonio Henry, sitting here with the homies, the team, the compadres, the cohorts, the amigos, the Avengers, the Black BTX, the X-Men, and... For the third week in a row, we are once again the Fantastic Four, as we have a special guest joining us. But before we get to her, Alan Shane Lewis. What's good, everybody? My name is Alan Shane Lewis, and I am on a podcast. He's on a podcast. And Dexter Ariola. Hi, Nikki. Hi, Nikki. And we're not going to start the show yet, because like I mentioned, Fantastic Four. Our special guest today is a featured writer on BasketballNews.com. She's a host of the Femi-led Dishes and Dimes podcast, and she also covers the Raptors G League team, the Raptors 905. Please say hello to Kelsey O'Brien. Hello. Thank you for having me. It Ooh. is our pleasure. Thank you for joining us. And um, honestly, I, I, we really wanted you on because <laughs> you're, you're like blazing on nba twitter right now <laughs> and 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 raptor so twitter. much fun and and i just like enjoy following the the threads of of just hurt raptor fan mainly mainly males i will say um just just in their feelings about this team overreacting panicking and and this is the theme of the show uh 
today's theme is kind of more, is this real life or is this just fantasy dot, dot, dot basketball? Is this a mirage? Um, what we're seeing in the NBA right now, can we, can we really like take anything we're seeing right now seriously or do we have to wait and just let the season actually develop before we say fire this person trade this person um right now we live in a weird world uh where honestly everything's just it's messed up obviously we, we're all wearing masks we're all we have to wait an hour to go line up to get groceries uh we're not allowed to see our families a lot and and parties there's no traveling for most uh no large groups um and the NBA isn't any different. Right now, it's, it's followed suit with weird ongoings. In the NBA, we've seen blowout after blowout. Teams that I never would have imagined dedicating a podcast to, we're probably going to talk about on this show. Um, so, yeah, just the NBA doesn't make sense right now. So we're here to see what's real and what's fake. So let's start off with the New York Knicks. The New York Knicks are a 500 team as of this podcast. This is Sunday night. Um, never thought I would say that in a, in a quite a long time. Uh, is this a mirage? Does this team look to be heading in the right position uh, or right direction? Sorry. Um, we look at Julius Randle, like his numbers right now are ridiculous through like the first seven games. Kelsey, let's start off with you. Do you, do you like this New York Knicks team right now? So I think, first of all, the New York Knicks have probably had the longest break out of any of the 30 teams in the NBA, right? Because they didn't even have to go to the bubble. Second of all, we've seen this before with Tom Thibodeau-led teams where they start off hot and then he grinds them into a very fine powder. So I mean, through the first, let's say two thirds of the season, it'll be sustainable and then they'll combust because that's what Knicks teams do. And then Tom Thibodeau will get fired for absolutely no reason. And the cycle will go back to the very beginning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't see that. And somewhere, Derek Rose is like, yeah, yeah. That, 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 that's me. Um, but yeah, Jimmy Butler is laughing somewhere in Miami on a beach right now. <laughs> uh, Alan, the Knicks is uh, this yeah. is this real? I don't know. I think it's fun that we get to talk about the Knicks because that's what we get to do. Like, I feel like everyone likes to talk about the Knicks and this is a great start for them. It's a hot start. As far as they went three straight, they lost four straight right after that. So maybe that's kind of them kind of coming back to reality. But I have to say this, it's kind of refreshing because you're starting to see the fruits of labor from Leon Rose and the kind of culture change that's kind of been implemented there. And I think you're starting to see these players actually have fun and enjoying themselves and like playing basketball the way they want to. But yeah, to, to, to kind of co-op what uh, Kelsey was saying right there. Yeah, 100%. Like they're probably going to come back down to reality. But, you know, I'm happy for Knicks fans. One of the most loyal fans in all of the NBA just being disrespected by a terrible owner. Like, what they've done to, like, Charles Oakley, what they've done to Spike Lee, what they've done to, like, Mello, all this different stuff like that. So it's good to see them have just a glimmer of success. I'm happy to see Stephen A. Smith just go out there and, you know, how about them Knicks, uh, <laughs> you know? But, um, yeah, I think as a rapper fan, too, I can – uh, uh, like uh, microscopically, I understand. Like down to my own atoms, I understand having a, a mismanaged franchise and just seeing you know, uh, you know, starting a little uptick there. So I'm happy for them, but also, why are we keep talking about the Knicks? Why are we like you know, like I, I know we have to because they were the top of the league for a bit. But listen, yeah. this may be the only chance we do get to talk about the Knicks. <laughs> so uh, we got it. What we are you talking about? We don't. We're not going to talk about Julius Randle in July. You don't think so? <laughs> you don't think we're going to be able to talk about that? Uh, Dex, your your take on the Knicks uh, so far? It doesn't look good for them going forward. But do you think they can keep this uh, keep this up? 
I think it really depends on the other teams. What happens to them? What happens to the COVID protocol? I think uh, Tibbs has a good system. Like, he, he has a good resume. He did it with Chicago. He did it with Timberwolves. What makes you think he can't do it with the Knicks? There's a pretty good team. Julius Randle is coming out to be an all-star. Uh, you got Mitchell Robinson holding it down, one of the top shot blockers in the league right now. Uh, Austin Rivers is highly overrated, but he's a solid point guard. And um, yeah, you, got, you know what? Alec Burks is... He, he's a real solid player. You got solid players on this. And uh, it depends what happens with COVID and players sitting out. Like, we're going to get to it later. But uh, Knicks do have a chance to stay in the playoff race. He ditched his girlfriend. And then he can proceeded to torch uh, which team the next game? I, I can't Who's remember. Um, Who's uh, this? Randall? Rivers. Oh, Rivers. Yeah. You didn't I see the video where that. he, uh, where his girlfriend was kind of begging yeah, him to like take his day off, or and then he just went off and important. just, app- yeah, exactly. I, I, I think <laughs> the Austin Rivers slander has to stop, but um, uh, that Kelsey- whole family sucks in our own <laughs> 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 Okay, we're gonna I go back to, by the, that. to the Rivers. Hate. Sticks to the Rivers. Um, that he's used to. All right. Okay. Next. I chase waterfalls. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Where's the soundboard? Where's the brutes? Um, the Suns. The Suns are tied as of again tonight uh, until the games are done tonight uh, for the first seed in the West with the Lakers. Um, this one, I don't know if you can count this as a shock because obviously we know Chris Paul is now the leader on that team and and they just they just look like they're going up. And uh, But my question is to you is will they remain top in the West again going forward uh, this season, go back to Kelsey. I don't think that it's unlikely for them to at least be in the top five. I mean, it's the Chris Paul effect. We saw it with OKC when they got rid of every single player that they had in Paul George and everyone else, and he still took them to the playoffs. I did, I personally had zero expectations for that OKC team. So to see what Chris Paul could do to turn it around and then to see what he can do with a Phoenix team that was kind of on the cusp. I mean, if you remember them in the bubble, it's not surprising. I wouldn't be surprised if they finish in the top five. Alan, you got that? Oh, yeah, I, I, I agree. I think, you know, when you see what type of like 8-0 basketball, that hot basketball they had going on in the bubble, and they're just kind of con- continuing that and hitting the ground running, uh, I think we got to give a big shout-out to, uh, what's his name? Monty Williams. Monty Williams is doing a great job. Uh, and I think the one key thing for the Phoenix Suns that we're seeing this year that we didn't see last year was defense. They're believing in themselves. Michael Bridge is playing amazing basketball. Right now, he's guarding the top player on every team. He makes sure he guards. It's like, it doesn't matter because he's got that length and size and speed. And you're coupling that with him and also DeAndre Ayton, who's doing a way better job as far as like filling in the gaps when it comes off of pick and rolls and just, you know, knowing when to stay down and when to jump and when to kind of move and switch. And you're putting in Chris Paul, Chris Paul into that entire mix. You put Chris Paul on any team that are going to do great. And the scary thing is that we want you're thinking about Devin Booker's not even playing his best basketball right now. No. Devin Booker's playing just medium to whatever basketball. So eventually when he gets going, when he gets cooking, when he gets properly into this offense, ooh, the Phoenix Suns could be something special. But also I think they're gonna be top four probably anyways. What, 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 what? Yeah, what? Dex, you Dex, I'm seeing hey, special? Some, some sort of disconnect hey. there. Watch. I said this last podcast, and I think the Suns are gonna be top five. I said this last podcast, you can check it out. Uh go on Spotify, go on Apple whatever you can hear me say it um but they do have lots of good young pieces uh they have chris johnson amazing from the outside solid defender uh deandre ayton you said great defender uh chris paul's an amazing regular season 
uh, player when it comes to playoffs. We'll see what happens. I don't think they'll do anything in the playoffs. They might make a little noise, maybe second round, but I don't see them staying consistently at the top. Um, yeah. I, I, I will have to say this. Hot starts. We have to give hot starts a little bit more credit this season because it's not an 82-game season. It's a 72-game season. So these games are weighted more. So seeing this record right now, yeah, right? Like, they're, 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 this, is, this is better. They're doing better than we're actually thinking they're actually doing. So shout out to them. Shout out to Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder is silently one of the great defenders on that team. And uh, I think he's making that team uh, – he can make that team a contender. He went to the finals last year. Like, people forget Listen. that, right? I, I will slander everyone who wasted LeBron James's time, and Jay Crowder's on that list. I'll say it right. <laughs> Did he really waste Jay LeBron Crowder. James' time? He was on Boston too. You hate Boston. Yeah. Did he? Did he? <laughs> Just moving on, because uh, we can kind of tie into that kind of hot start thing here. The Philadelphia 76ers, seven and two. Well, again, changes are happening as we speak uh their game against the uh, celtics was actually just uh, postponed due to uh covid so that's going to be interesting to see they played or had seven available players uh yesterday and literally had to have some injured guys sit on the bench but they did not actually play uh do you guys feel the sixers again can remain top with this kind of shaky covid slash injury injury plagued season um Embiid is playing well he has you know about 24 points 11 rebounds uh three three assists a game but um for some reason for me it just kind of feels like it's again too early kind of a fake number one seed kelsey I agree. I mean, we see this every year with Philadelphia. Everyone says, you know, they're the team to beat. Watch out for Philadelphia. And then the playoffs come and it just kind of nothing really changes in terms of their game, in terms of their offense, in terms of their defense. I mean, they kind of, Joel Embiid is, is sitting in, or in Philadelphia to rot. He <laughs> could be a very impactful playoff player, but he just isn't in a system that works for that. And every offseason, they get rid of the important pieces that got them there in the first place. You know, they get rid of Jimmy Butler. They get rid of J.J. Redick. So I don't see them having anyone really to carry them the way that someone like J.J. or Jimmy Butler did. Not even Tyrese Maxey? Oh, maybe. But... <laughs> yeah, I think, I don't know. I, 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 it's hard to kind of root for another Atlantic Division team, you know, but I think... Uh, what the 76ers have done as far as just creating space and decluttering the middle has been great. Losing Hal Horford and um, and Josh Richardson, who just it, it just didn't fit, just didn't fit well. And bringing in people like Seth Curry uh, is great. I think people sleep on Seth Curry because we all know about his brother. But like Seth Curry, for like up to this point in his career, is like uh, I think he's shooting 45% from three-point line. He's like the second most efficient NBA uh, three-point shooter like of all time so like that's an amazing thing so you bring that guy into your team you're gonna have way more shots you're gonna see Joel and play a little bit more natural and i think the one thing that was really holding back the 76 especially in that bubble that poor performance in that bubble was just just absolute like we're just gonna put Joel and be the top of the three-point line he's gonna pump fake or drive off the pump fake and that's like the only thing that he does and i think having a new system a new coach and getting rid of brett brown is uh what they needed to kind of get to that next level but uh once again yeah it's what kelsey said uh, yeah, they don't have a Jimmy Butler, so maybe this is the season. This is the season. This is a do or die between Simmons and B. They got to figure it out, or maybe James Harden. I don't know what happens, but we'll see. I don't know if James Harden fixes that team, but Dex, you have an overachieving record with an overrated coach. That's what's happening. I knew it was coming. Right <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> 
<laughs> Doc Rivers most overrated. Uh, Danny Green, they try to bring the Lakers in, I guess, for reinforcement. Danny Green, Dwight Howard. Uh, that put together with Doc Rivers, yeah, that's a, that's a first-round exit is what I see. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. We're, we're going to get to your team that you always like to talk about later on uh, yeah. in this show. But um, is there, <laughs> just in general for you guys, um, is there any other teams that you kind of notice you're kind of like looking at them, you're giving them like a double take, this can't be real, this can't be right, or you're happy with what you're seeing and you do feel that this team could do it. Um, and again, this could be any team in the league. The West the West is starting to stabilize a little bit more going through the standings, but um, again, we're like 10 games in. Uh, Kelsey, any other surprises for you in the early season? Uh, Brooklyn, obviously, just because we, we knew what Brooklyn team existed, but we didn't see it with all the pieces together. You know, Kyrie's kind of up in the air right now, but we've seen what they're able to do without him. And Jared Allen's really come into his own. So Brooklyn are exciting for me. Their bench is a lot deeper than I originally personally gave them credit for when they started out this season. Um, New Orleans. New Orleans is a fun team under Stan Van Gundy. They're a fun young team that, I mean, I've been a, a Pelicans is my second favorite team for a while. So just to see mm. them have this extremely large lineup with Steven Adams and Zion Williamson, once they figure that out, I think that they could be pretty good. But Brooklyn, probably my number one team to watch. Like it's like Miami was last year. Like as a player, <laughs> like I would be afraid to see Zion and and Steven Adams in the paint. Like who's 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 driving on those guys? I'm like, doing floaters to three point line guy. <laughs> Just like nah, it's all right. That's cool. Take get that rebound. Shots. <laughs> Dame time, Dexter. You're missing so many shots. Dame time. Bro. You, you see in shoot. the middle? You see what's happening down there? Uh, Alan surprises. Um, for- yeah, for, for me, I think it's like the Pacers and Magic. You know, the Magic was the top of the Eastern Conference for a bit. <laughs> but, you know, seeing uh, – what's his name get injured? Um, Markel. Markel? Markel. That was really hard to see. So, I think, you know, with him and Jonathan Isaacs, it seems like there's the, the bad luck uh, bug has been kind of floating around Orlando Magic right now. So, hopefully they can try to figure it out because that's fun. I'm happy to see that franchise kind of do too. And also the Pacers. I feel like nobody is talking about the Pacers and like the things that DeMontis Sabonis is doing. He's got out there. He used to put a 2020 last night or something like that. So they're, 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 they're doing well too as well, you know? So see what happens when the Raptors, everyone poaches from the Raptors and take little things from them and then they get better different places. So that's a Raptor effect. That's Those are our wins if, if, as far as I'm uh, concerned. Mm. <laughs> Dex. Well, the Pacers, like he said, uh, Malcolm Brogdon, very underrated. Probably the most underrated player in the league right now. Um, but surprises are the Cavs. I don't know if we're going to get to it, but the Cavs. Uh, Ryan was going to say that they're uh, one of the top defensive teams in the league right now. And I see it with Andre Drummond. You see uh, JaVale McGee in the paint. Uh, Larry Nance Jr. is great defender. I think he's leading the league in steals right now. And uh, you don't have have Kevin Love. You don't have Kevin Porter Jr. You don't have these players that can make it a lot better. Colin Sexton, he's going to be most improved, like I said on the last podcast. Uh, he's averaging around 23, 24 points right now. And uh, they're a solid team. I think they're more solid than the Knicks. They are physically solid. They're humongous. Yeah. <laughs> they don't do anything defensively. They just have to like stand there and link arms. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, their post-game the other night was was hilarious because Larry Nance Drummond and McGee were just like like who's really gonna stop like that height 
Like it's just it's just not it's gonna happen. And like they didn't even want to do it. I think it was just forced just due to COVID or injuries. Like they just had to have a big lineup. But um mm-hmm. It was, once, it was once you bring in championship pedigree, like my boy JaVale McGee, <laughs> onto your roster, it changed. Same amount of championships as Larry Bird. I'm just going to put that out there, but JaVale McGee is putting up there. You know, I'm just going <laughs> to give JaVale McGee some love. I didn't He's believe cousin? in that. <laughs> related, that's fam. That's fam. That's fam, Oh, my God. And <laughs> there's obviously a topic, again, you've been listening to us you know we're based out of toronto so there's a certain team that we are going to talk about that you know again uh a part of the reason why we uh, brought our guest on is we wanted to talk a little raptors so coming back in the second half we will break into what the hell is going on with the team and and just uh again is the panic is the the insane uh comments just just is it justified uh we'll be right back for the second half Just to do. <laughs> Festive Allen. You should have played some YG, YG Christmas music. Everybody. Welcome back. It's the second half of Below the Hardwood. And it seems on NBA Twitter, specifically on Raptor Twitter, Everybody's mad. Everybody is upset with the performance of the Raptors. Um, and, and each night, you know, you just go on and you just see fire Nick Nurse, <clears throat> trade Kyle Lowry, trade Pascal, trade this person, do this. Uh, and, it, you know, it, it, gets, it gets a lot, especially because, you know, People have to remember where the Raptors came from and the days uh, of uh, some teams that we had to deal with. And, and just remember, you know, we're, we're getting a little entitled these days. At least that's in my opinion. Uh, so can we talk about the Raptors start to the NBA season? And just, again, if there's any explanation you guys have for, for what's happening right now, can we fix it? Do, do you also have the same sentiments uh, as among NBA Twitter of, you know, trade this, trade that? Uh, we'll go to Kelsey. I have a lot of thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, so first of all, everybody needs to relax. We've had a very shortened off season. We have a team of 15 guys that are essentially homeless right now. Like they are living out of suitcases in Tampa, Florida, which is completely different than playing winter basketball somewhere like Toronto. They don't have the comforts of home. They don't have their own bed, which is extremely important when you're a professional athlete, your sleep routines, your sleep areas. And they lost their centers. They lost both of their centers and they have, they replaced them with two white guys with stone hands. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm offended. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, this isn't the start that was expected, but I think a lot of what is angering Raptors fans is that there wasn't really a pause between last season and this season. The bubble season carried over to this one so quickly that it seems like we're a lot further than, you know, seven, eight games into the season. Just calm down, man. Yeah. Just no. <laughs> Honestly, like, it, it's 10 games. It's 10 yeah. games. It's 72. Um, there's so many factors that go into this season alone. And like you just mentioned, um, not to mention the fans that they were, were in the arena were actually booing their own, own team like come on yeah like, it's ridiculous uh alan 
Yeah, I, 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 yeah, it's agreed to Kelsey too. Yeah, we, we've definitely lost our bigs and we've replaced them with Phoenix's trash. I don't understand why thinking picking up Phoenix's trash is going to improve your team. I, I have a strict thing where I don't like to trash talk players on my home team. I don't like to do it. But it is on record that I have never, ever, ever been an Aaron Baines fan. I have not. I don't even like that Aaron Baines fan club joke. I think that's the dumbest joke in the world. It's just the Brian Scalabrini stuff just retailored for a new player in a new era. That's all it is. And I, I, I can't handle him. I can't handle that guy on my team, to be honest. I think what the, what the one positive game where we had against the Sacramento Kings, we didn't play him. He didn't touch foot on the court. So I think it, 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 our, 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 uh, our, our unity and chemistry work better without him on the court because he is this like weird position, small, big man who has horrible hands, likes to take his own shots and kind of disrupts everything. It's not what, what, what we need right now. And yeah, it's, it's I, we're, we're displaced. We're playing from different places. We're, all, we're in uh, playing out of suitcases. Like these guys are not in their own comfort zone. So I think this is going to be a type of thing where we missed out on Giannis. That's, that's something we have to come to terms with. So we have to get more aggressive as far in the season to kind of bring in those pieces. And once again, I trust Masai. I trust Masai and what he can do and bring in some players that can kind of complement these pieces. And it might be the last year for Lowry. So you know what? I say smell the roses while you have them. Okay. Um, are you of the people that are ready to depart with some players, possibly trade? Do you have any possible suggestions? Um, I, once again, I trust Masai. So if there is a piece that he thinks that we can bring in by giving up another player, I think I, I trust him in as far as, as uh, you know, leveraging certain things. I think uh, seeing Norman Powell, Norman Powell has been one of the more consistent players that we've had kind of start the season. And once he's in the starting lineup, we have a little bit more aggression. And, you know, because once again, that guy... Give him, give him Norman Powell his respect. That's a that's an NBA champion right there, you know. So he's got the heart of a lion. And so when we have players like that, uh, if we have to lose players like that to bring in something else, it might be hard, but it might be the way that we can go forward. And Dex, your explanation and possible suggestions to fix. Uh, so I don't like the hotels in Tampa, so I'm doing an early checkout for the Raptors. <laughs> um, we're. The Raptors, being a Raptors fan, there's about a five-year roller coaster type thing. So 2000, 2005, great team, playoffs, good. 2005, 2010, we're trash, right? 2010, 2015, pretty trash. 2015, 2020, we're amazing, win the championship. Um, so guess what? Fifth year, we're on the day, we're on the decline. Um, so you know I should get a shirt that says Trade Pascal. And uh, I've said this the whole time. Uh, he had one. Leave good my year. boy alone. That's... Leave my boy alone. <laughs> he had one good year. He had one good move. One good Euro step to win us a championship. That's it. Um, I see a couple trade, couple trades that we could do. So one is Denver. We trade for Michael Porter Jr. They're not really like him over there. And since the cap cap wise, probably throwing a Paul Millsap, something like that. Uh, the second trade is for I think the Timberwolves are done with Cat, so I say we bring Cat here. I just think he needs a better system. The Timberwolves <laughs> terrible systems since Latrell Sprewell and Kevin Garnett. You bring him here, I see another championship. Let's go, Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> I think I think we gotta change Dexter's name to Slanderson Cooper because this guy's out here slandering people nightly. Like coming at people. Listen, man. listen. When I want to trade Pascal, it's it's gonna benefit both teams. I think Denver is missing that 
Um, I think they're missing Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant's on a tear right now in Detroit, and they want that like stretch, that like two way player. Um, with who's the other team I said? I completely forgot right now. Oh, uh, uh, Timberwolves. So Carl Anthony Towns, they want someone else to build around, and I feel like Pascal's a good guy. So I'm not doing it just to say, yo, F Pascal. I'm saying it like let's benefit both teams and don't trade to the east, just trade to the west. That way. We're not making anyone better on our side. You just don't want to see. We're talking about NBA Twitter, and NBA Twitter is in the building right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy don't even tweet. This is all independent. He's <laughs> this guy's not even on Twitter, but he's like referencing everything. That's like all the sentiments. <laughs> uh, he's the Dorito. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, no, NBA Twitter is just, it's ridiculous. And, and sometimes I just stay away from Raptor news. Yeah. It's its all these fans who like, y'all were with me shooting in the gym, talking about how you matter. Like, yo, we, we've had, this is this is what normal Raptor basketball is. It's all about these silver lining moments. I think I was talking about that on Freddie's podcast. That was kind of the topic and the idea that we we're kind of watching these games like back in the day. It was like, well, we lost, but here are the positives that we saw from this game. And that's how you kind of take it as a Raptor fan. Victory, we're new to victory. That's that's fun. That's, that's, that's extra. That's like, I'm happy to see that. Exactly what I say. Every time I see those, I'm like, bitch, she wasn't with me shooting in the gym. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got to remember, I'm a Lakers fan. We're, we're very... Uh... Very flip floppy. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> I've yeah. been I've been in the gym. I seen the Mike James. I seen the Yogi Stewart's. Come on, give me some. <laughs> no, that's, that's NBA. Yeah, you you got that. But NBA Twitter, these like new fans who, who hopped on, on during the We the North campaign. I was very I was very accommodating at the time when that, when all those fans came in. I was like, you know what? This is gonna be different. I'm happy for everybody here, but also don't be the loudest person in the room right now. Don't be don't be telling us where we're, this car's got to go. You didn't even put pay for gas. Like don't even tell them. Don't even tell me where this car needs to be if you ain't if you ain't doing any maintenance right now. So. Thank you. And a lot of them are hockey fans. I swear, a lot of them are <laughs> hockey fans. Have decided, oh, we can watch basketball too. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. They're so entitled, and then yeah. they jump into this like. Raptors team that has just won a championship and they think that this is light work. This is just what we do. It's not what we do. No, it's yeah, never been. No, it's no. been a grind fest from they, 25 years, 20 plus years, you know? They weren't they around I for... I swear to God, there's things in my fridge that are probably older than the Raptors championship. Actually, yeah. They're all like, trade Pascal for Alexander McGillney. Like, no, calm down. Listen, these guys, let us be. Let us be. These guys weren't around when you could get you know, like four or five Raptor games for like 90 bucks. And I was like, Yo. I was going to five games a year. They were calling me and being like, do you want to go? And I'm like, flex yeah, pack. yeah, I want to go. Hey, yo, and, dog, you want to come to a Raptor game? Yeah. <laughs> what you do it? We do it right now. I'm, I'm talking that's, about. That's boring. Come, come the, to the game, yo. The, play the magic. The Jamario Moon <laughs> days, the. Yo, Omar Cook was our point guard. Calm <laughs> down. All right. This is fine. So Mike, my, 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 10, 10, 10, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Triple double. Man. So if you were around for those days, yeah. You know what? If you have grief, yeah, whatever. I'll listen to you, but they're entitled. You win a championship and you just feel like, no, we have to be here every single. No, no. And the fact that you win a championship, I feel like that buys you a lot of time. That buys you a lot of time before Oh, yeah. You know, people are starting to to be like, okay, like, where is this franchise going? So, um, look, look Mavs. at Doc Rivers. Look at the Mavs. I'm still living off 20, the 2011 championship. <laughs> Doc Rivers is relying so, on that championship. Thank you. Oh no, Doc's the, okay, but like, let's be real. The 2008 Celtics. That no, that championship is done. That 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 needs to go. 
I'm I'm so I'm, I'm ready Paul to, to push that push that over. Huh? <laughs> so that's a Paul Pierce. Oh, trust me. Paul Pierce on ESPN talking nonsense because he won one championship two thousand eight. He also thinks he's Luka Doncic, but that's another story for another day. Um Paul, don't get me wrong, Paul Pierce is, is the truth, but he also needs to like, I don't know, watch more than four teams in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> I, we can go on about football. Oh, no. I've become Slanderson. Uh, Slander, <laughs> Slander. Slanderson uh, Silva. <laughs> before we move off for the Raptors, any final thoughts on, you know, anything with the team? Free Malachi Flynn. All right? Free him. Free that boy. Let him out here. And less Terrence Davis. Free Paul Watson. Free the whole bench. We've got – we have – we are not gunning for a championship this year. It's not going to happen. Experiment. So just develop these guys. Even if you want to just showcase them so that you can trade them and try and win a championship sooner, just play them. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Experiment. Uh, one, trade Pascal, obviously. Oh, and uh, two, get Watanabe on the court. He's Ooh, one of your best defenders. Loving him. Yo, hustle. What hustle. Heart. Lefty. Mm. He's lefty. <laughs> <laughs> ole, ole. It's amazing. Oh, man, <laughs> awesome. Get him up there. Um, he's like G League basketball come to life in the NBA, showing you why it's working. He's perfect. Yeah. Oh, like half of our team were, were G League guys. Like people forget that. Like they this don't is understand. how the other night whipped ass. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. mm. but we had the all G League lineup. It was amazing. Yeah. Uh huh. That lineup was I mean, dangerous. It was Terrence Davis. It was. Uh, Juan Nobby, it was like Norman Powell. These guys were going off. Everybody. Just Everybody. knocking down threes. And see, that's the thing. We expect that from them, right? They have the capability to do that, but they're just not consistent. So fire Nick Nurse or trade uh, Pascal. Oh, God, Dex. Oh, my God. No, no. So, like, seeing that the, the covers come back and Nick Nurse kind of be exposed, I'm like, yeah, I could have seen this coming. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. He, he was hand, he was handed you know Ferrari as I don't know who, who quoted them saying that but he was handed like something really great so it's 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 a different season it's a different season and I will say any franchise that understands that uh your your your, your new culture your new players that are coming in and kind of does it like how soccer does it where they have these camps of young players where they kind of build them up build them up and then bring them on the team that's where you get real player development and I'm happy that the rappers do that and when rappers do it we don't do it, do it for players we do it for coaches too as well we have a very good organization as far as that in the top down, which is amazing to have. That's why I'm not too stressed, but I'm a little stressed with these games, but I'm fine. Yeah. No. And and they got me <laughs> watching G League. I'll, I'll be brutally honest. I did not watch a lot of G League games, but knowing that again, half of our starting lineup or more had come from there. It's like, yeah, no, we have one of the best affiliates in the league. Uh, one of the best coaching staffs in the league. Like, like you just you got to pay attention. It's time to experiment. Other teams are already doing it. Other teams are already experimenting. Remember, they didn't have a training camp. You're gonna see guys coming in, coming out, different lineups. Like this is the first two weeks we're training camp, pretty much for most of the NBA. Mm -hmm. So you got to chill. You got to relax. If we don't get to the NBA Finals or the Eastern Conference Finals, it's not the end of the world. But uh, moving on, uh, let's talk about the Golden State Warriors. Um, the Golden State Warriors started off the season dreadfully. Um, their point differential in the first two games was probably the biggest in NBA history. Um, Draymond Green was out. Uh, Draymond's back now. And Steph has exploded. I think he had a two-game span where he had about 92 points um, between two games. And the scoring's back up. The threes, he's hitting them. Um, the, the Warriors are looking pretty good. Andrew Wiggins' um, stats... Uh, his defense on Kawhi Leonard 
over uh, those series of games that they've been playing. Uh, phenomenal. He's basically shut down and made uh, Kawhi at least ineffective, which is why they were able to beat the Clippers the other night. But let's talk about the Warriors. What do you like? Is is Draymond the key to this, or is this just Steph silencing his critics? We'll go to Kelsey. I'm going to say it's Steph silencing his critics because I feel like Draymond Green's entire purpose in life is to ruin mine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so even if it is Draymond, I'm not going to say it. You're not going to hear that from my mouth. But I think he's probably a bully to anyone else on the team that's not Steph Curry. So I think you're going to perform better when he's there just so he doesn't yell at you. <laughs> I, I think uh, Wiseman was saying that, actually. But yeah, Alan? I, I, I just appreciate another Draymond hate, Green hater. Uh, <laughs> I respect that 100%. Um, I think we got to give it up. I think it's. I think we're seeing uh, that like it was like a four-game or three-game win streak. It was right after the Warriors put out that propaganda of Seth Curry putting out uh, five minutes of three-point shots. That was like ever, ever since then they've been on a tear, and I'm happy for Seth Curry to kind of silence those hairs on that front as far as that. But I also got to give a shout out to the third option, the third, I think, or the third or second option, the players that we thought that would kind of figure it out. I think. Kelly Oubre might be done. I think we might have to give up on him, but we have to give a big shout out to Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins has stepped up these past couple of games, dropping at least 16 points in each of these games. So I got to give a shout out to York Region's finest, but, but, but. Can come. Yeah, you know, so um, I'm happy. I'm happy for him. I'm happy for Andrew Wiggins to kind of figure it out and kind of slowly kind of get back to the, the place that I think we all think he or know he can be, you know. That's one thing about Andrew Wiggins. He's got a great upside, but his consistency is where it's missing. And these last couple of games, he's been consistent. He's been around there, and he's been shooting shots uh, pretty well. Dex, what do you like about your uh, the Warriors? I Warriors. <laughs> uh, Steph Curry <laughs> is coming back into form. I think it's those Curry eights that he came out with you know shout out under armor you know uh that's the new squad um <laughs> but i think draymond is the key i hate draymond green i hate him but you know what he makes your team better if you throw him on any team i think he'll make the team better being the defensive stopper i see you kelsey yeah. he, he's a great defensive stopper <laughs> he was defensive player of the year i think he can make any team hopefully miami heat you can get him on miami He'll make a oh, no. he'll make a good uh, <laughs> a good stretch for for you guys. <laughs> um, I, I will I, say I this. just want to see him yeah. exposed on a team. Just want to see Draymond Green Detroit <laughs> and just like whoa triple single again. You know, like <laughs> well he's still getting those triple singles now. But I will say this: they did technically start winning games when he came back, and and you guys can't lie, he does make that team move. He is a good so. floor general. Uh, during some games he does have the rooks in the right spots he's directing traffic i think there's that video of him like galloping like a horse on the court with the ball trying to get people in the right places like i and i feel steph needs that to get his shots up like i feel he does need that correlation does not mean causation all right just because <laughs> draymond green is back doesn't mean and they're winning does not mean it's draymond green so he's right? not the steph key he's figuring it out all right separate on it all right I say that all right. Well, I'm just happy to see Steph happy again. And, and yeah, we'll break into him in a little bit later in the cap or no cap. Uh, Boston Celtics, uh, Jason Tatum before, you know, uh, COVID and all of this has hit a uh, good start to the season. Uh, he's looking like, again, that, that's his team at this point. Uh, Gordon Hayward's gone. Um, Kemba, Kemba's injured. Uh, that, that's, that's his team. Um, what's the ceiling on Jason Tatum as a star? Like, how far does he go? Is he going to be one day? Can we talk about him in that LeBron, KD, Kawhi category of superstar? 
Uh, we'll go with uh, Dex to start this. I said this on my rankings. What did I tell you guys? Your rankings He's a top trash. five player in the league. Oh my God. You guys had him out the top 10. Come on. I've been saying this. He's a product of Kobe. So, you know, there's no ceiling. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, it, it depends what his health is going to be. I think the sky's the limit, to be honest. He he has the total game. like, And he's he's getting taller. What is he, 6'10 now, you said? And he's doing those step backs. He's doing those Kevin Durant things. Plus, he's playing defense. I think sky's the limit. I think MVP. If he if he keeps it consistent, maybe MVP in the next two years. In- he only knows Eastern Conference Finals, guys. Like you got to give that to him. That's- Participation road trip or ribbons? Let's be fair, huh? Alan, uh, I already know how you feel, but. Let, let, let's just get it out one more time. Jason Tatum, his ceiling. Um, what's his, his future? Is he is he a superstar in, in this league? Listen, you know how much I hate the Celtics. I hate them with a fiery hot passion and everything that stands for me. But I'm also the type of person that if I'm presented with new information, my, my opinion can be changed. And I'm watching these last couple games with Jason Tatum. I'm impressed. I have to say it. He is... He is the the possibly the real deal. I think he's doing a great job this year, and I think the spacing, yeah, to what Dexter said, you know, having um, what's his name, a uh, guy who robbed, Brown? Uh, oh. no, the guy who robbed uh, Michael Jordan. What's his name? Gordon Hayward. Uh, Gordon, Hayward. Gordon Hayward. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> having him off the court and, and seeing spreading around. I think you really see that this is his team. So uh, once again, nothing against Jason Tatum. Just don't be in Boston, and I might have a better opinion of what you do. <laughs> Trade for Pascal. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Hold on, hold on. Okay, we'll stop that. Uh Kelsey, uh Jason Tatum, what's your opinion? I'm in the same boat where I don't want to admit that Jason Tatum he's the truth. But the thing about Jason Tatum that when I realize that okay, maybe he is as good as people are saying he is, is when, you know, Kemba went to went to Boston. And we all thought, oh, game over, game over. But he makes Kemba invisible when Kemba's on the court. And he makes it so that you don't need Kemba when he's not on the courts. And I think that's all the product of someone like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. You know, he did the same thing with Gordon Hayward. So I think he is very a very adaptable player. He is a player that could work in a lot of systems. If we want to get him out of Boston, we should probably start propagandizing now. Mm-hmm. And then I will tell you that he's a top ten player. <laughs> I'm on board for that. I think I, you know what? I think Kemba does it to himself. Like if you look back at his history, he's made the playoffs once, mm-hmm. and not saying he has people around him, but he does it to himself. Like he disappeared during the Raptors, uh, Raptors run, and he just—I don't know. I I want to love Kemba. I loved him since UConn, but there's something. Uh, Maybe he's too short he, or something. He's been playing in Charlotte for most of his career, man. Oh, Give the man a break. Yeah. He had one. He had one opportunity. Oh, one opportunity for some playoff basketball, and it was bubble basketball. Give him a man a break. The Charlotte team. Tatum had a team. bad Boston team. You can't say that. You can't say bad Boston. Yeah, but Jason Tatum has bad multiple Boston. attempts at getting to the playoffs. He's he's been in those moments. Bad I think it's Boston a completely team. different basketball. The possessions they're more important. So I feel like you, it's easy to get lost in the game. And I think if you have more opportunities to play in the playoffs, you'd be a better playoff performer. Jordan, he had spurts. He had spurts. Jordan started making good moves after Kemba left. Now that team looks up. <laughs> now that team looks up. But uh, uh, I will I will say I feel like he is going to be in the top five for, like, the next decade. Um, I think he will be with Luka. 
I think he will be Giannis, Luka, Tatum, and and a couple of other guys. Uh, obviously, with LeBron still here, yeah, I'm going to say LeBron's still in that piece, too, for the next couple of years. But I, I feel like Tatum is going to make that jump. And he now has the team. Like, Boston, this Celtics team is his team, regardless of, of Kemba on the floor or not. Um, just moving on. Let's talk about Dexter's Washington Wizards, the Washington Wizards that he had in the top five in the East, I recall. The uh, Washington Wizards where he said Russell Westbrook was going to be the MVP of of this year. Uh, Dex, what what else did you say about the Washington Wizards on the previous shows? (laughs) That's a a eat 40. Yup. I think, you know what? I can't go back. I'm sticking with it. (laughs) They're making making the the playoffs. They're making the playoffs. Even though Thomas Bryant went down. It doesn't matter. NBA, got, NBA playoffs? Yeah, we're we're going, baby. Okay. What up, Biden? <laughs> <laughs> I go down with the ship. You're going to have the ship. Yeah, they are currently last place in the East, almost last in the league, if not for, I think, the uh, Timberwolves. I could be wrong. But uh, so, Dex, you're, you're just, you're just, no, no change. No, uh, nothing. Bradley Beal looks amazing right now. Uh, it's not Westbrook's fault. He just missed a few games. Uh, Thomas Bryant going down really sucks, but you know what? I my word is my bond, and I gotta keep it. I gotta go oh, down man. with the ship if if it happens. But you know what? If they win like thirty games in a row, then who's laughing now? <laughs> Kelsey, or Alan? Sorry. No, no, no. You go. No, go, go, yeah. go to Kelsey. Kelsey. <laughs> I personally love watching the Wizards. Mm, okay. And I have for years, but every year they have all these fun, fun players and then they get rid of them. They had Devin <laughs> Robinson, very fun. They had John Wall, the most fun player of all time. They had, you know, they had Justin Anderson, they had Kelly Oubre and they just get rid of all these fun players. And everyone's just kind of left in like this blue, white and red depression for <laughs> the remainder of the season. It's true. <laughs> and that's Bradley Veal every year. And yeah. uh, <laughs> I feel sorry for that kid. I want him out. Um, yeah. <laughs> Alan? Free the Beal. That's all I've been saying, all right? Steal for Beal. I think that the rappers could use a player like that in our organization. If the boy wants to win, come over here and play with us. But yeah, I think, once again, they have it's fun basketball to watch. I think, you know, putting them on here and there is great. But I think that team is not going to do well this year. I think they just don't have enough. Every time I, when you when you sit Beal and you sit Westbrook or Westbrook's not playing, they're they're struggling defensively. They're so porous. There's Thomas Bryant can't do everything right there, and he feels almost out of position. He's more of an offensive kind of big on on that on that end. But yeah, I don't know what else to say about the Washington Wizards. I feel like they're just going to be trash. And yeah, Dexter's going to be Zach Le- to free Zach yeah. Levine as well. Free Zach Levine. Yeah, no, exactly. no, no. I'm out of there. That campaign has been on for for quite some time. Uh, I'm on board with that. Uh, let's just move in. NBA and COVID, um, it's it's starting to hit. It's starting to spike. So we've had um, uh, again. Uh, I think the second postponed game this season uh, with the Celtics and uh, Sixers getting canceled um, earlier. I think the very first game for the Houston Rockets uh, that was canceled, and we're getting players quarantining. Kevin Durant, I believe, has returned back again tonight uh, for the uh, for the Brooklyn Nets. Um, so obviously the records aren't going to be what they should be. And again, this kind of feeds into the whole, is this real or is this mirage? Are teams, you know, just benefiting off the fact that players are missing games are like, can the league really, you know, continue on like this? Should they have adapted something 
with what uh, obviously the G League returning to the Disney bubble or going to the Disney bubble. Um, Alan, what do you feel like? Is the NBA handling this right? Is there something that we they could do to, you know, make this a little bit better? The Sixers got absolutely screwed yesterday. Yeah. Um, I think the NBA made a mistake by trying to force the season so quickly. I think they should have taken the time and done some type of proper protocols and had and laid something in place that kind of really uh, uh, made sure these players aren't endangering their lives. Like, I think that's something they should have done. And trying to rush these games to get those Christmas games, like, I'm fine with missing a Christmas game. Just start the season at a proper time and make sure you have everything under control. And, yeah, displacing teams like the Raptors and – uh, like how they banned uh, fans from joining those games. These are things that were going to happen. And I, and I feel like we were asking these questions before, but they were they were not answering them. They were just kind of like, oh, whatever, just whatever. Like, So I think it's poor on the NBA. Usually they do a good job with things like this, but it's, it sucks because now we're going to see a bunch of these things where these players are just like, there's no um, there's no way to kind of make sure what they're doing, making sure they're, they're not going out and breaking these different protocols. Like you players like James Harden who are endangering not only his team, but the entire league by just doing certain things. It's just... I don't know. It's you, you know how it feels. It's kind of yep. uh, knowing to kind of watch and see. Yeah. But yeah, what can they do right now? Uh, Dex, your take on on the COVID situation, the protocols in place. Uh, the protocols are they're what it is, right? Um, I I don't know if it's better that most of your team gets COVID. I don't want to wish sickness upon anyone, but is it better if most of your team gets COVID and a game gets canceled with no repercussions? Or do you just bite the bullet and play with seven players? I would take the latter for sure. And obviously, like a game today was postponed. It was Celtic Sixers. And like you just miss a game. You're not taking a loss with seven players. L- look at the Sixers. They lost big time, right? Uh, with their seven players. So, Three rookies, uh, 40 minutes. Do you just say everyone has COVID and then just take, take like a week off? Um, as for the season, I think... This is where you're going to see the team's others play amazing, right? Uh, this is the year you're going to see coaches coach the hell out of everyone, right? You're going to see the true colors of everyone, and uh, I think it benefits them, the others. The others. Um, and I'm going to sign off on that. Kelsey, what do you feel the NBA could do, haven't done? Do you disagree with what's been happening? I feel like if the NBA was going to restart the season, they had to be either all in or all out. You can't do kind of these half measures where it's like, oh, player X has it, but we're not going to test their or we're not going to quarantine the rest of the team. Like, I remember the day that the NBA got canceled, Stanley Johnson was down with the 905 and I was covering the game. So I was talking to him in the locker room and then I had to quarantine for three days after because Stanley Johnson was exposed to Rudy Gobert three days prior to that. So I didn't know if I had gotten the Rona from Stanley Johnson. So if those are the precautions we were taking in the beginning and the precautions in the bubble, like you're not even allowed to step outside the gate to get Uber Eats, then why is it such half measures now? Thank you. It's nuts. It's actually like ridiculous. And, And I feel like the numbers change for like days that players have to quarantine too. Like originally it's like 14. Then it's like seven, then it's like three, and I'm like, okay, like how much? It just depends who it is. LeBron's probably one day quarantine (laughs) or three hour quarantine. No, (laughs) 
if LeBron James had coronavirus, they wouldn't tell you. They shut no, it down. Just, they, they cancel the league. The whole league goes yeah. down. Like, all right, we're done. No more. Here's here's ring number like five. After, if his game was poor, and it would be like MJ's flu game, but <laughs> LeBron's Rona game. Oh, Jordan never Jordan never played with Rona. LeBron's the greatest of all time. Oh, they make a thirty for thirty. They make a thirty for thirty on that alone. Oh God. Um, all right. Well, yeah, hopefully, you know, I'm not, I hate to admit this because you guys know how, how, how I feel about this league, but I think the NHL got it right. I think the mm-hmm. NHL did good. I'm a little bit upset that the Leafs are playing at Scotiabank and the Raptors can't, but we are the only Canadian team in the league so that we can't have a Canadian, all Canadian, uh, an all Canadian league. But, um, they need to start taking notes from the NHL and the other um, leagues that have adapted bubbles. And again, maybe go back to multiple bubble cities and at least give the players, you know, an area in, in Dallas, New York, LA that they can stay in. I like that whole multiple bubble city conversation that was happening, but just never took place. Um, Moving on. Let's talk a little bit G league basketball. Um, we have uh, someone who's here who covers the NBA G League, and we kind of talked about uh, the Raptors a little, uh, Raptors nine to five a little bit. Uh, can you tell us about like the prospects that you know these new NBA Twitter fans and and new you know people who don't really pay attention to the G League um, prospects that you know you're you're excited about uh, players that we could possibly see in the Raptors rotation maybe this season with COVID being present. So the thing about the G League as a whole is it's always changing. Like you never know who's going to be on your team the next day, let alone the next season. So we don't really have a team yet, but some of the returning players, Matt Morgan is, if you guys like Malachi Flynn, you would love Matt Morgan. He is like, his favorite player growing up was Steph Curry, and it's very obvious in his game. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's great. Um, Paul Watson, obviously. I, I told everyone, I called it, <laughs> Watson was going to be a Raptor and he is, and I would like to see him get some more chances. And I mean, Masai and Bobby are very hands-on. They're often at the games. They're often like, they have relationships with the super fans. They're there holding their babies and stuff. So they know everything that's going on in the G league. And I think that they will with everything else going on in the world where you can't really go scout players that they probably will be picking from the G league pool in the future. Okay. So Matt Morgan's a good one. I don't even know what other teams, what other players are returning. So the rosters the- aren't finalized yet, right? No, there's, and there's so many injuries. I mean, we had last year, we had a team full of guards. We had Juwan Evans, Tyler Ennis, Dwayne Otis, Matt, uh, Matt Morgan. And now three out of those four guys are out with season and ending injuries. Oh, so oh. that's another thing in the G league. You just don't know what's going to happen. Okay. All right. And um, I think uh, we have a bunch of players, uh, former players from the league. These guys were actually playing in China. Uh, I think we're getting Jeremy Lin back, uh, Beasley, and Lance Stevenson. Uh, So that's kind Mm -hmm. of uh, exciting to see, you know. um, I think this is like the best time for them to be in the G League with with COVID because now we could possibly see them uh, return to NBA teams again as well. Um, Alan, anything with the, uh, the G League 905 or any of the uh, returning players? Well, I, w- I was just going to ask Kelsey to kind of ele- further elaborate on the Jeremy Lin rule. Uh, that was something that in your article recently. 
So the Jeremy Lin rule, basically Jeremy Lin had wanted to sign with um, the Golden State, the Santa Cruz Warriors, which is the Golden State Warriors affiliate. And because he couldn't get FIBA clearance in time, it couldn't go through. So what they did instead was they created a rule where he can kind of circumvent both signing with a team and the draft by signing with the leagues allowing one designated veteran per team. So they can sign him to the league and then assign him to the Santa Cruz Warriors, which is what they actually did with Nick Stoskis for the 905 as well. Hmm. So they can assign a player to a team. That way they don't have to be drafted onto the team. Nice. Hmm. Okay. And um, yeah, But the rest of the guys like Beasley or Lance Stevenson, those guys will all go into a draft, oh, okay. which is happening tomorrow afternoon. Nice. Okay. And is there is there a, a team from Mexico now in the league? So the plan was to do this five-year experiment starting the 2021 season where a team from Mexico City would be in the G League. They used to be in the um, LBN and they were going to try it out for five years and see how it worked. But because of the bubble format, like they, they can't, the bubble is very expensive for G League teams right now. So they just, they can't afford it. A lot of G League teams can't afford it. So they, that experiment is going to start whenever everything gets kind of back to normal again. And I'm also cool reading reading talk about one kind of like just flat out developmental team. Um, Ignite. Ignite. Okay. Mm. Yeah. I've been watching the G League Ignite. I do like Jalen Green. I love Kai Soto. I'm a homer for the Philippines. And those two guys, <laughs> watch out for those guys, man. Like, they're the real deal. Jalen yeah, Green is going to be a monster. What they're doing is they're making this kind of new prep to pro pathway. So the guys don't have to do NCAA. They don't have to go overseas. So they take some of the best prospects from, you know, high school and sign them right into the G League. They can get give them like a five hundred thousand dollar contract, and then they can enter the draft next year. So everyone's talking about you know Cade Cunningham, this that, but there's so many guys that are forgotten because they didn't. They're not playing NCAA ball right now. They're playing the Ignite, and they're playing under guys like Amir Johnson, who is mm-hmm. uh, one of the vets for the Ignite team. Oh, so that'll, that'll Amir's on that team. Pardon me? Amir's on that team? Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know. Okay. Awesome. No, I thought, I thought I, I was wondering where he was at, to be honest. I'm like, he's not in the league right now. Okay. It's sweet. Um, no, I'm excited. And, and honestly, uh, guys listening, uh, this is the time to watch D league basketball, especially with, uh, with, with COVID injuries. You're going to see, I think we're going to see, maybe call-ups i don't know how it would work with them being in the bubble and having to kind of like leave and do that sort of thing but um we'll see how that works and uh yeah this is the uh, time where we usually bring out let me just uh bust out the theme music here okay who captains it's time for cap or no cap so I have some statements for you guys. If you are new to cap or no cap, I am going to ask my host and my guest Kelsey uh, some questions or statements rather, and they're just going to tell me cap or no cap. So to begin, is Stephen Curry the greatest shooter or no, not is, actually no, he, he, he is. Steph Curry is the greatest shooter in NBA history, cap or no cap, Kelsey. No cap. No cap. Just flat out no cap. All right. No cap. No cap. No cap. I like that. Uh, Alan? Uh, I got to say no chapeau on that one. 
No cap. No cap. Okay. All right. Uh, Dexter. That is cap. Come on. He has a guy right beside him. Clay Thompson is the greatest shooter I have ever seen in my lifetime. Except when I'm playing in front of a mirror. Then I'm nice. <laughs> <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Sorry. I'm just going to cut the theme here. Bruh. <laughs> I'm just going to cut it. I'm sorry. Bruh. Um, uh, I love me some Clay gonna, Thompson, but put Clay Thompson, once again, put him on Detroit or in Orlando, he's not going to be shooting the same way he does. Averaging no 50. Worries. I will say Clay. I'm not going to trash Clay. I love Clay. Clay is probably one of the best shooters of all time, but um, no, no, no cap. Steph Curry, no cap. Um, next one. Uh, Julius Randle will be an NBA All-Star. Kelsey. This season? This season. If there was ever a season to be All-Star, it will be the game, the season where there is no All-Star game. So you have yeah. no cap. <laughs> <laughs> no cap. Um, okay, okay, all right, all right. Uh, Alan, Julius Randle? Some say, some say the real all-star game is all the friends we made along the way. Um, I gotta say, Julius Randle, all-star, cat, man, he's not gonna okay. be. Listen, I love the near triple-double that he's got going on, but he's not, that's not gonna be consistent. Okay. I understand less power forwards is better, but not gonna happen. Dex, Julius Randle? Say no cat, he's no gonna cap. make it. There's no not cap. a lot of bigs out there in the East, so. Over Pascal? Season. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And did we figure trade, out... Trade Pascal for Randall. He was a former Laker. Let's get him. And, and, and with no game, are they just going to basically come out and just say, yeah, you're an all-star and you're not? Is, I think is that so, cool? like, pay-wise. Bonuses, like, incentive bonuses for making the all-star game in their contract. Okay. You just yeah. put, like, a gold star in your jersey. Can you imagine? Yeah. It, Good job. <laughs> but can you imagine it's, like, your Excellent. first time being an all-star and it's, like, you don't get the, the, the experience? That, that, that would no one suck. wants to see Randall play anyway, so oh. it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh. And this was the year I could have been an all-star, everyone. I want to just put that out there. Moving it's a shame, on. really. Go to the 905. Kind of <laughs> going back onto our Raptor NBA Twitter slander theme here. The Raptors trade Kyle Lowry before season end. Cap or no cap? Cap. Big cap. Ten-gallon cap. Okay, that is cap. Uh, Alan, do we pull, do the Raptors pull the trigger on Kyle I don't want them to, but they might. Yeah, I say no cap. They might do it. No, ooh. I don't. I, no cap, no cap. I, I, you know, the way we have to let go of Lowry is going to speak volumes to how we treat, uh, you know, our best, you know, some of our best. So I wonder what it's going to be. Is it going to be putting him on the team so he has a chance to win, or do we kind of keep him here for this rebuilding phase? So I think they might pull the trigger and trade. Why is everyone pushing Lowry into retirement? He hasn't said anything about it. <laughs> no, I'm. Retirement. We're saying, oh, you know, LeBron's going to be playing with Bronny in a couple of years. Nobody's, nobody does that. <laughs> Oh, Kyle has shown both guys are slowing down. I don't, I don't think he's, he's going to slow down, but I don't think we're going to give him the money that he deserves. Do I you think, think he's going to ask for a lot? We can possibly give him out. And what we have to do, I don't think after paying Fred for, for that and kind of drafting Malachi Flynn, I feel like we've kind of made a statement that says these are probably are going to be the primary ball handlers going forward. So I'm like, I, I think, I think Kyle Lowry's entering that Dirk territory where it's like you're going to give that loyal hometown discount. I'd love that. If we could get him like a Dirk, that'd be great. Because Mark you know, Cuban took care. Him. Mark Cuban took care of Dirk and Dirk's like, no, I'm good. You know, give these guys the money. I think Kyle Lowry would be that guy depending on how Masai treats him. Hopefully. But uh, Dex? 
that's Cat. That's he's Cat. gonna. He's grooming Malachi oh, Richardson right now, or Malachi oh, right now, and uh, I think we're gonna give him that JJ Barea deal till till the day he dies. Hey, you're he a GM. He's the Udonis Haslam of Toronto. Oh, there you go. I, he's yeah, gonna I, get one drink, one drink ticket per season. That's what he's gonna get. I think he's built. I think he's built that, that relationship. He's built that relationship up. So I, I, I hope to God it doesn't happen. But Masai has done it before, clearly. Um, the Indiana Pacers will be a top three team in the East by season end. Kelsey. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Cool. Quick. Cat, cat, quick. Alan. Cat. Got props out here. <laughs> and uh, this is probably the quickest one. Uh, Dex. That's no cat. No do rag. No red do rag. No cat. No I see that Malcolm Brogdon, most underrated player. Like, if you check his stats right now, he's top five in nine cat, nine cat leagues in, in fantasy. And he's proving with wins as well. So. I say no cap. Okay. Uh, Nikola Jokic for MVP. Cap or no cap? Kelsey. This year? Yes. Mm, it's been no cap. No cap. No cap. Okay. No cap. Okay. 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 No it's going to go to a big either way this year. Might as well be him. No. Yeah. And he's tearing it up. I think he's been playing a little bit of point guard. Um, he has some high turnovers, but... He is killing it um, on that end. Uh, uh, <laughs> Alan? Uh, I got to say. Okay. I got to say. I think, you, once again, three things you need to be an MVP. Stats, team record, and narrative. And I don't really see the narrative kind of coming in as far as Nikola Jokic. I don't think we've uh, fully embraced him as an idea. I think, you know, we're starting to. I think more Luka Doncic and Giannis more have the story. So I feel like it's probably going to go to one of those guys. Luca didn't okay. used to drink a two liter of Mountain Dew a day, so. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. No cap. No cap. <laughs> uh, Dex? That's cap. You know who it's going to be. Okay. Russell Westbrook is coming back from the dead. And he's going to win it. I can't bruh, go back on bruh, what I said. Bruh, so, bruh, Russell Westbrook. Bruh, 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 <laughs> Yo. Bruh. Are you Wonder Woman 84 making all these wishes, bro? Oh, topical Westbrook. Burn. Uncle Westbrook <laughs> is going to come out of nowhere and he's going to shock you guys. Perfect segue, Dexter. Uh, the last question here. Will the Wizards trade Bradley Beal before season's end? Cap or no cap? Kelsey. Cap. He's like James Harden. Okay. He's, cash he's not going anywhere. They're not going to trade him while he's the only reason that they're making any money. Okay. All right. All right. Alan? Oh, he don't get traded. I'm say. <laughs> Does he demand? Sorry, was, trade? What was the question? I want to. I want to. Is it no cap or no? Wizards cap? trade Bradley Beal before season's end. No cap. There it is. That's what. I no cap. No cap. <laughs> you go. Free, free Beal. Steal for Beal. Steal for Beal. Does he? Do you think he trade? Uh, asks or demands a trade? He's gonna demand a trade. He's been talking to many, too many reporters, being real cavalier and real liberal as far as saying what's the problem with the team. So I feel like this boy's disgruntled. And Camille, Camille's out there making a campaign, saying all these different things, backing him up. So I feel like it's time for him to go. Dex, this is your team. You get to close it out. That's Cap. That's Cap. It was either Wall or Beal, and Beal came out of dust, and that's it. All right, all right. So that that that's it. Best backcourt in the league. We'll see that. Uh, all right, that was another edition of Cap or No Cap. 
And this was another edition of Below the Hardwood, episode 20. I don't even think I got a chance to say that. But uh, before we head out, let's uh, just see where we can find everybody. Kelsey, where can we find you on the internet to these days? You can find me on Twitter, uh, Kelsey underscore lately. You can find me on my written stuff on basketballnews.com. And you can find me talking nonsense on the Dishes and Dimes pod. (laughs) Very good pod. You guys need to check that out. Dishes and Dimes. Uh, Dex, oh, sorry, Alan. <laughs> uh, my, it's uh, Alan Shane on Instagram, the Alan Shane on Twitter, uh, Twitch at Shoeless Lewis. And make sure to watch The Great Canadian Baking Show February 14th. Uh, we have some exciting news coming out on Monday about the bakers. So we'll stay tuned for that. So watch that on CBC and CBC Gem, you CBC and CBC Gem. And we know what time it is. Play my mother, mother music. That's living my Dex life. Don't forget the G, triple OG on the IG, Twitter, and TikTok. Hasn't tweeted a, like, what? <laughs> No, he retweeted something. That's what he did. He retweeted something. And then before that, there was a four-year gap. Um, You can find me at R.A. Henry on Twitter, the IG. Um, Try to stay away from TikTok because I hate it. But Below the Hardwood now has a TikTok. And Below the Hardwood now has back on uh, Twitter. We had a hiatus, but we're now back pretty much everywhere. So again, Google Below the Hardwood. You can find us at Press on the Web and WeArePress.ca. Movies, sports, culture, we do it all here at Press. So that was episode 20. Is it real or is this just a mirage? That was Below the Hardwood. Thank you for listening if you made it this far. Ryan Henry on Big Brother. Let's go. Yeah, hashtag. Bring him hashtag up. Ryan Henry on Big, Big Brother. Big Brother is done. The summer is the almost here. <laughs> Funny enough, it's not happening. All right? You guys I'll be believing you more than you believe in yourself, you man. Keep hashtagging it. I'm not going. All right? <laughs>